welcome let's talk about getting older and growing up and i believe that i have an alternative perspective to this conversation which could be a good thing or a bad thing but i wanted to bring this conversation and topic to the table because maybe it will allow us to look at growing up in a different light in a different way perhaps in a more positive or neutral light but then also too it really depends on who's having the conversation i distinctly remembered from a very young age in grade school how many people wanted to grow up really really fast right and this is the cusp of gen z so probably like 2001 so i want to say 2003 or 4 and we still had the recess and we still went outside and there really wasn't much emphasis on phones. I think the most, I think the first time I saw a phone at the lunch table was in elementary school, but it was like a slider phone, you know, and it didn't have much on it. And I think fourth grade was also the iPod touch. So that's where we were in this arena of, social media and technology and it just it wasn't quite there yet we still brought our nintendo ds to recess certain days not all the time but we would bring them outside and link up each other's games and and we would play in that way or we would still jump rope or we would still go on the playground and i'm sure children still do those things but with the introduction of the ipad and tablets and it just it shifts it a little bit more but even in this time right we still watched disney channel and we still watched you know cable television and i remembered being called lame being called boring Because I still enjoyed my cartoons in middle school. I remembered being made fun of for enjoying my adolescence. But the truth and the tea is I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sharing my toys. I enjoyed the playground. I even enjoyed discovering anime and K-pop in middle school. And this is is when I had like one other person in class. And she had like an EXO backpack. And it was this like secret thing. Because, you know, nobody really knew about it back then when you are enjoying something that is not in the lens of popular youth culture it's immediately a thing oh why are you listening to this oh it's cool but i don't understand what they're saying or you know whatever have you what not right when it becomes an enigma in the eye and it's given this stamp of approval from the mass amount of youth then it's cool but if it's perhaps like an indie artist you're just discovering or a genre of music across the world that is this budding sensation waiting to happen or perhaps it's a mode of storytelling or poetry if it's just not in that lens then it's dismissed or it's looked as uncool or lame or whatever. And I can't imagine now with the introduction of TikTok, like that must be exacerbated. But despite all of this, I got everything I could out of my childhood and now I'm ready to transition into growing up. I like it. It's an unpopular opinion. I haven't heard this much from, you know, the culture. But if you are really young and you so happen to be listening to me because I have a little sister and she has an old soul and 
you know, I have an old soul too. So I would be like 14, 15, listening to older girls and women talk about their experiences and I would just absorb it. But if you are listening, please enjoy your youth as much as you can. Enjoy being 13, enjoy being 16, enjoy being 10, enjoy your age, enjoy where you are right now as much as you can. In that way, when it's time to be 25, you can be 25 years old. When it's time to be 37, you can be 37 and enjoy being at that age. And I get it because on the other hand too, I had a, let's say nicely, colorful childhood. There are moments I did want it to speed up. I am not above that thought or feeling, but it wasn't that I wanted to speed up to be at 21 and do what 21 year olds were doing, air quote, in the, and we're talking in the scope of the popular lens of American youth and American culture. You you know what it is. You, y'all know what it, let's not say here, let's be mature about this, right? We see it in the shows, we see it in the movies. It's the reason why, and as much as I enjoy watching Euphoria, I enjoy the color and the artistic style and taking this darkness and kind of splattering it on a canvas. It's the reason why there is a critical eye on Euphoria because there is this, it's it's supposed to be a cautionary tale. I'm not, we can get into that one day, not right now, but you know, Euphoria shows us aspect of our youth culture and society and it's real i don't know why everybody's acting like it's not but it's real i remember sitting at the lunch table and someone's nudes getting airdropped like i didn't have an iphone at the time but it it's the thing but as i'm mentioning right through that whole explanation we all know what i mean doing things that are reserved for adults at 13 and then reaching adulthood and feeling overwhelmed and everything is lackluster well yeah you were partying like a college student at age 14 so now you're actually 23 and you feel like something's amiss perhaps it's because you substituted your adolescence for those experiences some food for thought you know these experiences were had without the development of the frontal lobe and the mature responsibility of adults that's why there's this really interesting thing I see when there's like this rejection of wanting to accept adulthood but this whole time there's been the engagement of adulthood things without the responsibility of being said adult. For instance, finding a means to make money and sustain oneself. So now it's time to be big boys and girls And everyone is backtracking. Everyone's trying to back away. But that's not what you wanted at age 12, right? And then we could, then again, not I'm blaming anyone's childhood self, but then we could point fingers at the greater society and world and say, you tricked me into thinking that all of this stuff was cool really young and now I did it and now I'm adulthood is here and I don't know how to accept it. And once again, by no means am I blaming anyone's inner child, your inner child, but it's time to bring this to the surface and bring awareness to it. Perhaps your fears of adulthood and responsibility is stemming from a part of you that never got to enjoy that age, never got to enjoy being that 
aspect of a child. And this could be many different factors and roads. And we could go down all of them. But I just wanted to point this out before I began because I am, I'm aware, okay, I am very well aware of different aspects of this because it, it can get really big really quickly. It's just something I've been observing for a while now, so that's it. But why I'm very interested in adulthood is I like the control and I really, really like that aspect of growing up. And I know, I know some like millennials somewhere is like cackling. They're like, control, what are you talking about? Well, let me explain. I really do enjoy growing up for many different reasons. For one, I love being able to pick and choose my priorities. I have control over my healing. I have control over who I hang out with. I have control over how I spend my time. I have control over myself and where I can reside in the world. My life belongs to me. But let's take back to the central stage of the control over my life. If my life sucks, and this is on a personal scale, this has nothing to do with anyone else, like anything in this world really, however you choose to interact with the world is your choice. And so when I say that if my life sucks, it's on me. If my friend circle sucks, it's on me. If my time management is off, it's on me. And I really, really love that control. And it's not for everyone, but for me, I love it. Who I choose to accept into my life as a future spouse is on me. How I dress, how I act, who I'm around, where I work, how I educate myself is all on me. And this is coming from someone who really enjoyed playing The Sims 3. I think I shouldn't have had this game in the fourth grade, but I did. And it shows, it really does. It was so cool being able to pick where I lived and how I looked and my wardrobe and what skills I could develop over hours in a day. And all of those things were so lovely. And I think that really helped me too with the whole growing up thing. But I'm also in the comprehension that there are factors outside of my control, which is also completely fine. I'm completely okay with not having control over everything. I'm not saying that I need control over every waking, moving, beating thing. It's not that at all. There are factors outside of my control, outside of your control, outside of our control, which is also completely fine, right? There's that aspect where you must surrender and let go and just flow. I just, at the end of the day, I just need to make sure that I am solid. Now let's choose one of those categories of control. Let's talk about the control over who gets to be in your life. Oftentimes I hear from my older siblings, <clears throat> the lovely millennials that be tuning in and DMing me or talking to me, hello loves. I just hear that it is hard making friends as an adult and I want to bring an alternative perspective to the table. Well, if we're going with that it is difficult to make friends as an adult, well, yes, with that mentality, it sure is. It will be difficult. But let's backtrack on this because I've had too much time on my hands to break down this particular portion. When we're babies and tossed into a failed education school system, unless you're born in a certain bracket, what do the teachers all tell us to do? We must all get along. 
share our toys, communicate with one another, even if we don't get along. We are forced to get along as much as we can. Well, for some people in these environments, they meet their lifelong best friends and buddies. But then there's the other portion that needs to be acknowledged. I didn't pick to live here. I don't get to pick my schooling or my county or my high school or my middle school. I mean, now there's the option of school choice, but even then you would require a mode of transportation and, you know, both parents are working. We don't got it like that. Therefore, I didn't really get to pick my friends. Like, really think about it. I didn't really get to pick my friends. Perhaps you yourself didn't really get to pick your friends. I'll explain. Because in school, at least in my experiences, a lot of connections were transactional. We're in a group project together, so we have to get along and exchange numbers. We're sitting next to each other in Spanish, and so you have the Quizlet to this week's study guide and quiz. So we exchange numbers for the answers. You don't want to sit alone in the lunchroom because of anxiety or just perhaps you don't want to be seen alone. So you're invited to come sit with us. But then perhaps you're not vibing with the conversations at the lunch table, but you don't really have to say anything anyways. You could probably just bring your phone and just sit down and, uh, you know, watch movies. Or That's what I was doing. I was sitting down watching movies on mine, you know, like, or anime to catch up, right? Perhaps we're all in band together. So we spent an incredible amount of time together. From what I've observed in personal experience and conversations with other people, which there is a range, but for this perspective specifically, there's weight to this. What did we have in common? Or what did we need from the other party? Was it a class? Some test answers. Perhaps it's the shared experience of going through and learning pieces of music together and then you know, burning in the sun, but everybody looks good for our final performance at the football game. And I'm not going to deny, join the clubs, do the clubs, meet the people, have those connections, because those really are the lifelong ones, is some of the ones that you get from those clubs and those groups and things of that nature, whether it's theater, band, chorus, you could really meet some really, I'm not denying that aspect, but the transactional aspect that's found most of the time. Well, let's say we pulled this connection post-grad. That's not how a long-term friendship works. I'm not gonna see you for eight hours a day or six hours, depending on how many classes we have together. At least not, you know, at least this isn't how it works for me, you know? We can't continue to share test answers for the rest of our walking lives. I don't want surface level. So it's not for me. But now getting into the real world, if we're friends, it's because I genuinely like you. It's because we have things in common that are genuine common ground. We have conversation to exchange. We have life philosophies to share with each other. Our values align. What it means for me to be a friend and what it means for you to be a friend line up. We both know what friendship looks like. It's a healthy give and take. It's a healthy exchange. And it can survive now in our 20s. It could have survived back then if we wanted to. It could survive well into our 80s, whatever. But there's an alignment here, which is different from being chance friends because of a class or the fact that we needed to survive until graduation. I do think that for some people, the whole friends thing as an adult 
could be a rude awakening. It could be difficult for some people that really benefited off of the convenience of friends in the educational system type environment. We're talking about something that's been like a structure that you could just plug and play from elementary to high school and even college if that's something you're choosing. And so we have a population of people who are used to being in the in crowd or used to picking up these transactional friendships from a long time or perhaps floating from group to group to group and kind of just, you know, going under the radar. But now we're adults and we get to choose and these relationships are more active because people have jobs, people have goals, ambitions, etc. You're going to need something that's more solid than sharing test answers or going to take the film cameras out to the football games and you know screaming at each other through walkie-talkies because one of the cameras just died and you know there's many different people out here there are people that are very intuitive and they may sense things from other people and be like nah i'm not messing with that for instance if my intuition says you're goofy you're goofy that's it i'm not sticking around to find out what that looks like or what that means if it's off it's off in the same regard that there are so many people that are really really good at making friends from all over the world that can just plug and play anywhere because they understand their criteria for friendship they understand what it means to make human connection with one another and that's another thing too we can it's okay to say that that we're in in a weird time and place and history and technology and whatnot where it is challenging to make human connection that it can be without you know it's like anything else in life it's like anything else it requires practice it requires you to be comfortable in a conversational space if we're all claiming right because i hear this a lot i hear like so often perhaps it's a social like mostly i hear from social media which would make sense because if we're spending time on social media often right and there's some people who don't have it at all don't have social media and still experience this social anxiety well let's just make that a talking point then hey do you have anxiety because i have anxiety but i thought you looked really cool so i wanted to try this out anyways and you know the most people can do is perhaps give a look and then walk away and then you know hey you know what they're not my kind of person anyways it's okay it's fine and there's another thing as well is that in this arena of adulthood like no one is obligated to be friends with you And I love that. I love that so much. I love that. I love that so, so, so much. That's incredible. Like that that genuinely means that if someone really rocks with you, if they really love you, if they really say, hey, let's sit down and talk about this kind of toxic trait you have that I can't co-sign, but I love you enough because we're friends and we got to talk about this. And you have people around you that hold you accountable and that are honest and you have incredible conversations and you align as two human beings on this journey together and you grow together. That is beautiful. That is incredible. And you've done this in adulthood, then you know there's a very massive value to this. So if there's the instances where someone is jealous and vapid and mean and selfish and you're able to pick up on that, there's no obligation to be friends with those people, right? Because we're not in we're not in that 
systematic environment that's like oh we must all get along and it's like what you know so there's no obligation to be friends or create a relationship that's like lopsided and then try to fix said person there's no obligation for any of this our lives become so much of a responsibility and so much of our own if we are not vigilant and mindful it can very easily lead to blaming someone else blaming everyone else blaming the system blaming society blaming media Oh, it's Maria's fault I never went after what I wanted because she was always being negative. And every time I had a thought or an idea, she would just shoot it down. But you go out partying with her every Saturday night just fine. Let's call a spade a spade. Time does not equate quality. Time does not equate the value of a friendship. Even the places we met people does not equate the quality of friendship. What curates the value of a relationship is both parties' ability to bring their emotional and mental maturity to the table, an ability to grow, an ability to hold each other accountable. You know, sharing a Saturday night every time with someone is nice. It's great, you know, if you need that one friend for a party. But does it matter if they have loose lips and have a shoplifting problem? It's all of it. And the people we spend the most time with influence us very greatly. And when we're talking adulthood, that's even more. It's the shared interests, the great conversations and shared values. Are we compatible enough to be friends? And everything that is not compatible, right? As Or for the some things that may not be perfectly aligned, because you don't need someone that's exactly like you to be your friend, because you do need that color. You do need that challenge. You do need the other perspectives that's how you grow that's how you get pushed a little that's the, the beauty of it all those other parts that may not match up may be complementary and we teach each other ways to grow in a healthy way i get to pick my relationships and i love that so 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 much i cannot emphasize enough how much i love it so that's a massive reason i like growing up and i've been able to have the honor of growing up at my own pace, right? I also picked my pace. I didn't have to be in the space that I am right now, but I sat down, I looked at all my options, all of the factors, right? There are some cases where I made my own options and, you know, some of the factors, it was like, whatever, we're just gonna do it anyways. I feel really called and pulled to this. And there are more options than we give ourselves space to have so another thing I want to talk about why I enjoy growing up is that there are things now that I can afford to do that I couldn't afford to do before I made these little promises to myself when I was a child and I'm still able I'm just now seeing how many of these we could say promises or manifestations or wishes are now alchemizing and I love that. And I am in a position where I where I'm able to pick and choose what I want to do for this next chapter of my life. I can do what I want without a negative peanut gallery. I get to very carefully manage my own money and look out for myself and my family from time to time. I'm able to help in different ways. I can afford to give gifts to the ones that I care about and the ones that I love because that's something I couldn't afford to do growing up and 
now I get to do them and it's incredible and it's lovely and I love that and I can buy the groceries and help out in my own ways and I really really love doing that and it leads into so many other different things you know I can live anywhere in the world when I am ready to leave the nest and I can take flight anywhere and I can explore as much as I want and I can choose my education and I can choose where I get to live and no one expects me to have it all together and I love that, right? My form of self-care is catered to my needs and who I am. Did I mention that I get to choose my own relationships? Because if I didn't mention that, let me go ahead and do that again. Well, I also get to choose my own style and dress how I want unapologetically. I get to pick and choose. I get to choose. I finally get to be an old soul. And you know what? People on this planet actually admire that. They actually admire and enjoy a mind in that level of maturity from someone. That's something that I can I can really, really just... I breathe easy now because I'm like, oh, finally I'm an adult and I get to, you know, really, really sit in this energy I've always wanted to sit in. And it's, you know, I got to enjoy my childhood, of course, which is great and it's awesome. I still get to breathe easy like, oh my God, I'm like 20 now. (laughs) I get to finally be this old soul. I get to finally, you know, geek out about Russian literature and writing and language and art and travel and culture and sit easy and and be myself and that's why I like growing up so much I get to finally be myself and be in this environment in which I get to cultivate the self and when it is time for me to have that little push into the real world I've spent so much time with myself that whatever projection or nonsense or whatever comes out right it doesn't matter to me because I've taken my time and I know what I want. And even on the days where I don't know what I want and, you know, just me picking whether I want to eat ice cream or gummy bears is enough, but it's mine and it's holistic. It's just my choice. And I love that. And I am grateful for the way that I was brought up. And even more now, I admire my parents' experiences and sacrifices even more. And growing up is also seeing that as much as you did look up to your parents as heroes, as you get older, you begin to see the more human aspects of them, which is a whole thing on its own. But you then realize that they too were only doing their best and they didn't have it all figured out and it wasn't all perfect on their aspect but rest easy now knowing that even even oh my god even if one of them completely fumbled the bag and you're just like I don't even know (laughs) baby I don't even know how you did that I don't even understand understand how you I'm even surprised I'm sitting here alive because I don't even know how you how you did what you did but you did it um Thank you, I guess. I guess you are doing the best in your capacity, right? Even through all of that, when you're an adult, all the little gaps, all the little healing, everything that needs to be filled up, filled in, the friends that you've always wanted, the life that you kind of wanted to build for yourself, it becomes yours and you get to have a shot at living a better experience than you had in your childhood. 
getting to do more, getting to experience more, getting to, and it's all your choice. It's your choice at the end of the day, whether you want to acknowledge it's your choice or not, whether you want to assume responsibility or not. Whether, listen, it's everybody's own life now, okay? It has nothing to do with me. I know what I want. I know where I'm going. I know. And listen, when someone says that they know what they want, let us not mistake that they know exactly what career pathway. No, 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 no. It's, it's the values. It's the, it's, the, it's the things that make up. When someone says, oh, I know, I know I want happiness. I know I want peace. I know I want, you know, that's what we're talking about. And even through all of these sacrifices and experiences I've seen my parents do, I feel like I've been past this baton as well. And I'm just about to take off running, you know, if not taking off running. Or I feel like I've been running for a minute now, really. I am ready for those responsibilities and weight. I am eager for it because it's nothing I can't handle and nothing I can't do. I tread it carefully and now I understand why everything happened the way that it did. And it is important to have discernment and it is important to take on the lessons and roll with the punches and for the things that cannot be controlled just to let go of them and to be very mindful and present in all of the things and the things and the things and have fun along the way and just all of it. It's just so beautiful. Isn't it so beautiful? I think that allowed me, right, to bring a different perspective that it is beautiful and life is beautiful and I have time and adulting is beautiful and I have time and you know, we roll with the responsibilities as they come and we deal with them as they come. And, you know, sometimes if we need to sit in the corner and say, you know, time out, time out for five minutes, let me pull myself together. You are the greatest masterpiece you will ever work on. And so that's what adulting, adulting feels like a new piece. Oh my God, I get to color it in this way and I have all of these resources I did not have before. I have all these styles of communication I did not have before. I get to do these things I, I did not have access to. And now I do. And it's a bigger playground. I like growing up. It's been cute seeing the baby fat kind of just dissolve from my cheeks. And I do have cheekbones. <laughs> it's been lovely hearing the changes in my voice and seeing the way that I just know that younger me would look at me now and just, she'd probably cry tears of joy because she's like, finally, oh my God, someone's defending us. And I'm like, I know, I got you. And I like it. I like it. I like growing up. It's an unpopular opinion. You know, you, it's happening. It's happening regardless, right? It's either you embrace and you accept it and you just figure out the best you can make out of it because you don't want to blink and then say oh my god I didn't enjoy my 20s because I was so afraid of growing up I didn't enjoy my 30s because I was so afraid of reaching my 30s and you know I didn't get to enjoy my 40s and 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 really live out because now you really don't care (laughs) um and you really are just enjoying every moment of it and it, it just keeps going, right? It, it only moves one way. And so that's my alternative perspective. And it can be uncomfortable at times and it can be a bit challenging and there can be lessons along the way, but nothing, nothing you and I can't handle, nothing we can't handle, nothing we can't do. 
And I'm a very firm believer of that. Well, it's been real. Take care of your spirit being in essence. Much love.